previously at the Macarius Avenue. Today I'm talking about two important cities in the kingdom of God. Two important cities that uh, our whole kingdom revolves around. Praise God. In Hebrews chapter 12, he mentions in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, he said, But ye are come to Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly of the of the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and the space of just men made perfect. Can I hear a very big amen? amen? So the third most important city that we have to understand that where we are coming from in the kingdom of God is Zion. Praise God. He said, but you have come unto Mount Zion. Mount Zion is where you and I hail from. And when he talks about that, he said, to the city of the living God and to the heavenly Jerusalem, where there are myriads, amplifies a myriads of angels in festive gatherings. Praise God. I like the way amplified puts it. But King James says, innumerable company of angels. It means that where you are coming from in Zion, these are the things that we experience. Now, the kingdom of God, you got to listen to this word. The kingdom of God is bigger than the church of Jesus Christ. Because the kingdom of God existed before the church. So the patriarchs were all part of God's kingdom. And the essence of God's kingdom is to create a family. The church is the redemptive work of God to bring those who were lost to become part of God's kingdom. So when you get born again, you are the called out ones. Ecclesia means the called out ones. Called out of darkness to become a partaker of the kingdom of God. So you are part of the church of Jesus Christ as a redeemed person called out of darkness so that you can partake of the kingdom of God. Because God runs a kingdom system. Praise God. And in the kingdom system, there is always a king. And the king we are talking about is God Almighty. Can the amen be louder? Oh, your amen is loud. Uh, Do you understand it? So most often, church folks make things look like they are not in the kingdom. There's a kingdom perspective. Hallelujah. And God has been running the kingdom before the church came. And that is how we are going to run. And that is how you must find yourself into. And when you have a kingdom mindset, you are able to relate and live in the kingdom better than just when you have a church mindset. Because the church came in. And that those who are not really part of the church, then they are out. Like Abraham, like Isaac, like the patriarchs. But we who have found ourselves in the church, that's why I say look at Mount Zion. You have come to the city of the living God, where God dwells. Now, where God dwells, there is the heavenly Jerusalem. There is the innumerable company of angels. Let's go. 23. To the general assembly and the church. So the church is part of it. Praise God. And all of us are part of Zion. Glory to God. Now, if you get born again, let me show you. Some, some, let me go, let's come to some. 
church folks are the most troublesome people. Because when your whole mindset is about church, 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 especially those of, of, of the people that preach grace to its funny extent, they are not able to balance kingdom mindsetness to the church. Because the church will be swallowed up after the end of everything. Because after the end of everything, you are not going to be hearing church. You are here. All right. So I'm giving you that perspective. Are you sure you are here? Do you get it? Uh huh. You have to get it. Shake somebody and say, hey, you have to get it. It's so simple. Because the church is there practicing us for us to get there. Now, something very amazing that you understand that even the church is not yet the wife of, of, of God. It's not the wife of Jesus yet. The church is still the bride. And now we are going to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb when we are raptured from here. That is where the real marriage will come on. And that is where the church will be united with Jesus. And when the church is united with Jesus, it becomes one. And when it becomes one, you don't see the church. You see Jesus. Because the church, Jesus is sw- swallows up the church in him. And the two shall become one. Can I get a very big amen? That is why I told you that don't be listening to these marriage coaches. They don't know what they are talking about. Because marriage is a very mysterious thing. And Paul himself put it there. That when I'm talking about marriage, that's what Paul says. He says he's talking about marriage. He's talking about a mystery. He said, love your wife as Christ loves the church. And the church is not even yet the wife. of Jesus. just a bride. You, you are, you, your wife is your wife. I don't know whether you get it. So Paul finished and said that this is a mystery. So, and it's still a mystery. And the mystery will be unraveled when we get to the marriage supper of the Lamb. That is where everything about marriage, church, we are going to see it that ah, asuma none. Asuma, whatever we are trying to do, that's, that's what, this is actually what it actually is. So whatever we are doing here, we are just trying to practice. And believe you me, you will not get it. You will try to get something, but you may not get it 100%. So don't beat yourself if you are not getting it. Because this thing is a mystery. Now you are in a marriage with somebody that has to grow by him or herself. Maybe you are growing and the person is not growing. How, how, how can two work together except they be agreed? So the person is not growing and the marriage fails. Is it your fault? It is not your fault. The other party has become redundant. You can become redundant in a marriage because you have refused to grow for us to be able to work together. So sometimes some marriages may fail not because the people don't know how to love. They are doing their best, but one person is staying where he or she is staying. And every marriage is totally different. Totally different. So if I want to counsel you on marriage now, I may counsel you based on what I've experienced, number one, for my father and mother and what I'm experiencing now. So my whole marriage concept, if it's not biblical, strictly Bible will be based on that. That's why the two most important people that talked on marriage in the Bible never married. So that their experience will never color it. Whatever they will say, oh, come on. Clap your hands for God. 
Paul and Jesus, they never married. So that their experience will not color it. So that whatever they'll tell you, it is written. So you that you have not even yet gone anywhere, just boyfriend and girlfriend, and you're already advising people, over to you. Clap your hands for God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, you are not clapping. So many, many pastors have made a big deal. Marriage is not a big deal. Come on. It will be swallowed up when we get here. You'll be looking for your wife. You may not even find her. It's just a practice. Glory to God. Some. So if you are not married, don't let people push you to go and marry. If you marry because you are burning to, you are in trouble. I think when I go to heaven, I'll ask Paul questions. That why did he write it there that if you are burning, then you marry? So many people marry because they are burning and they don't understand the responsibility that after your burning sensation are gone, there's a lot of realities you have to face. When we get to heaven, join me and let's ask Apostle Paul. Oh, you're not asking. <laughs> Psalm. <laughs> Psalm 87. Are you there? His foundation is in the holy mountains. And the Lord loves the gates of Zion more than what? You are not getting it. Read it for me. Oh, it said, Glorious things are spoken of thee, O city of God, O testament. But you still mention the city of God because Zion is where God dwells. And now make mention of Rahab, she was part. Babylon, to them, to them that know me, behold, Philistia, tie with Ethiopia. This man was born there. Ethiopia means black. Okay. So you say, all of we black people, if we accept and come through the church, we, were, we are born in Zion. Okay. He said, with Ethiopia, this man was born where? There. And of Zion it shall be said, this and that man was born in here. So immediately you become born again, you become part of the church your birthplace changes. Physically, maybe you were born in Kolegono. Oh my God. But, <laughs> clap your hands for God. But spiritually, you are born in Zion. The Rastafarians have this mentality. So the, uh, somebody say Yama. <laughs> it's just that they have added some small districts. But they got a revelation of Zion. And they even turn our songs for us. And they put here, Celestia, whoever there. Meanwhile, we are, the, we are the ones who have it. Glory to God. He said, Rastafari is our light. But Jesus is the light in Zion. It's no more Rastafari. But they are changing it because they realize that the church people are so much church, church, church. They don't understand that they are part of a kingdom system where there is a king, where there is the son, where it's a big royal family. Can you clap your hands for God? He said, this man was born in there. It means that now that you are born again, you are actually hailing from Zion. And the highest himself shall be established in here. Let's go. 
The Lord shall count when he writes up the people that this man is still putting it there. That when God is writing, he will say that Pastor Fifi and Bebeni was born in Zion. Wherever he was born on earth is cancelled. It is for government. Maybe he's going to do his birth certificate, they'll ask him. But reality is that he comes from Zion, the city of the living God. Can the amen be louder? I'll talk about it deeply another time. The second important city in the kingdom of God is Jerusalem. Now, the Jerusalem here on earth, everything you see happening there is a timeline. Everything starts from Jerusalem and everything is going to end there. So our timeline will be based on Jerusalem. Those who are into eschatology should understand that. Glory to God. But I'm not going that into that. Let's go. Revelations chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3 verse 11. He said, Behold, I come quickly. Hold fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. It means that somebody can take your crown. Look at the guy by your hope, I've not taken your crown. Yeah. If you are not working the kingdom of God the way you should work, somebody can work and God can add your crown to his, his crown. So make sure that you are doing what you're supposed to do. Verse 12. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go no more out. And now write upon the name of God and the name of the city of my God. Which is what? Which cometh down from, from of heaven from God. And now write upon him the new name. So he's talking about Jerusalem. Now, the Jerusalem we are seeing now is a typology of the new Jerusalem that is going to come. And God is going to form a new Jerusalem. Now, this Jerusalem is also a city of God. But it will become an administrative city where at the end of it all, you and I, we are not going to be in heaven. Those of you that heaven is your goal. Heaven is not where we are going to be. When we go to heaven, we are going to be in heaven just for seven years. And within that seven years, the tribulation will be happening here. And what we are going to be doing in heaven within that seven-year period, we are going to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb, where Jesus and the church have been married. And all we are doing there is celebration, feasting and eating. Someone say eating? Yes. Ah, to put in that there is no eating in heaven. There is. We'll be eating and feasting to the glory of God the Father. I thought you would shout a very big amen. amen. This is where our destination. And when we get there, we are actually waiting for us to come back to the earth for Jesus to establish his kingdom, which is the kingdom of heaven, whose headquarters will be Jerusalem. And that is where Jesus will be operating from. So your, your, your destination actually is going to be in the new Jerusalem. Okay. Now, you should understand also that... <laughs> You should understand also that hell is not the final destination of the unbeliever. Okay. It's just a waiting place. The final destination of the unbeliever is the lake of fire. 
So he said, and hell and Hades were and death was cast into the lake of fire. That's their final destination. So whatever they are doing in hell, which you are not going to be there, by the way, whoever, some people still believe they are going to go to hell. How many of you think that you are going to go to hell? Thank God that you don't think like that. See, I'm born again. And I'll never go to hell. I know the devil is speaking to you. You that did something wrong. You're already there. Forget about what you did wrong. You are born again and sanctified. And I'm going to be with Jesus forever. Say it, say it. I'm going to be with Jesus forever. Are you sure you're going to be with you? Do you believe what you're saying? Yes, you should have that in your mind. Don't let the devil deceive you. Hell was not made for you. You are not supposed to be in hell. So the princes of hell, there are seven princes of hell. Lucifer is the chief prince of hell. There are other uh, princes of hell. And they are going to be tormenting those who will be there. Because the tormentor himself will be tormented after everything. So he wants to punish you so that for coming there. That's what the devil did. He said, why did you come here? This place is not meant for you. You are here. Now we'll whip you. So they'll torment them. So anybody who said he went to hell and saw fire, to me, according to scripture, it's not true. Because there's no fire there yet. The Bible calls the place where the worm dieth not. There is torment, but it's not fire. Because the real fire is the lake of fire. I've already told you that. My time is up. I sure I should teach. worship it. Clap your hands for the Lord. I already told you that. Don't believe all the stories that somebody say went to heaven and went to hell. If you have been in our church for long, you should understand these things. Most people are liars. You just say, I went to heaven, I went to heaven. And when you, you look at it from biblical perspective, it distorted God is not an altar of confusion. The person who, who saw full of heaven was John on the island of Patmos and gave us the full description. Even gave us the description of the new Jerusalem. Let's go. Revelation. If you didn't see this thing, then you, are not, you didn't go there. You ate some jollof and something is tormenting you. <laughs> Revelation chapter 21. I know some of you go and read some books, say, I went to hell, then now you are shivering. The Bible talked about hell, you didn't believe it. When the Bible talked about hell, you didn't believe it. But when somebody say, I went and came, that one you believe it. Whose report will you believe? The Bible or somebody's report? Oh, say, I will believe the Bible. Clap your hands for God. I'm a very shy man. I'm, I'm trying to... And I saw a new heaven. Now, this heaven thing has confused a lot of people. God is not dwelling in heaven. Get to understand. Heaven actually means above. So, anything above is in the heavens. That's why the sky is described as it's in the heaven. That's why we have the first heaven, we have the second heaven, we have the third heaven. And I don't even think that God is dwelling in the third heaven. God is above all the heavens. Praise God. But because he's above, we can say that he's dwelling in heaven. Heaven above. 
our Father who dwelleth in heaven. Means that our Father who dwelleth above. Because his city is lifted above every city. That's why he describes our Mount Zion. It's a mountain which is higher than any other city. Glory to God. That is why when David even built a city, he put the city of David on the top of a mountain. Described by God's dwelling place is in the north. It's seen as that it is forward. It is upward. Glory to God. So a new heaven. So when you say a new heaven, it doesn't mean that God is going to come down from where he is. It means that all the heavens that exist that we know, there's going to be a new one. So you saw a new heaven. So the skies, whatever, they are all going to be new. First heaven, second heaven, third heaven, whatever. Even if they are seven, I don't know. But all the heavens will become new. That one is here. Can the amen be louder? And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. You know earth. We didn't hear of Pluto. We didn't hear of Mark. We, we saw what? Earth. So if now they say Pluto has vanished. I don't know where Pluto went. But Pluto is no more there. So we will be in a new earth. So this earth you're seeing, we are going to be on a totally new one. And the first heaven, you see, the first heaven and the first earth are passed away. And there was no more sea. So you don't see any sea. Am I the one saying it? Ona, are you seeing it there? Let's go. Verse 2. And John saw the holy city. He saw Jerusalem will become the holy city of God. A new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven. Out coming down means that out of heaven means that out from above. Prepared as a bride, adorned for a husband. Let's go. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. The new Jerusalem, that is where we are going to be dwelling with Jesus. The Bible says for a thousand years. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them, and be their God. Let's go. Are we going? Verse 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Why are tears going to be wiped? Because in the new Jerusalem, that is when people have received their crowns. People have received their mansions. People have received all the good things that they did. Now, the guy that is not born again will not be at the judgment seat. Because the Bible says, he who does not believe is already condemned. When you die, within 20 seconds, where you go is determined. If you are going to hell, two demons will pick you. If you don't see angels, two angels by your bedside when you are dying, you are going straight to hell. And yes, how can the name someone do for 40, 40, and in Bible? Two angels, they'll pick you. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's why some people, when they are dying, they are smiling. They don't want to be here. What they are seeing is more glorious than Matahiko. So it's better. Glory. Clap your hands for God. Better than Trasaco. Oh, can I hear a shout? Come I hear a shout of praise? Yes. They say some people will be crying there because they could see all the opportunities that God gave them to use their talents and gift to help the kingdom of God, that God will establish his kingdom here in the hearts of men. And all they did was care about their family, 
and themselves and insulted all the people that were working hard and expanding the kingdom of God that they are not serious guys instead of them to be around and be building houses and be getting money all their money will just finish in this earth because money is paper remember the money is being printed uh-huh. it's printed I wonder why would they print it for everybody but when they print it for everybody inflation will just go high nobody will work glory to God and he said, and shall be no more death. Nobody's going to die. Nor sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall be no more pain. For the former things are passed away. Pain is gone. Disease is gone. Everything is gone. Clap your hands for the Lord. Now jump to verse 12. Let me see something. Jump to verse 12. And had a great and... Okay, verse 11. He's talking about the new Jerusalem. He said, having the glory of God and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. This is where you are going. Forget about Dubai. Let's go. Verse 12. And had a great wall and a high and had 12 gates. So the new Jerusalem has dimensions. He's given us 12 gates at the gates at the gates 12 angels and names written thereon, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. So some people have their names inscribed on gates in the New Jerusalem. And the 12 tribes of Israel, their names will be inscribed on the, on the 12 gates. Let's go. On the east, there are three gates. On the north, three gates. On the south, three gates. On the west, three gates. So if you go to the New Jerusalem, you are not seeing this. You are not there. (laughs) You are in a different place. Let's go, verse 15. (laughs) And the wall, okay. And the wall had 12 foundations. Seeing you how the city, the New Jerusalem is being built. 12 foundations. And in the names of the 12 apostles, were written. You see why in them, you see why we are working for God? We are working for God. You see, the 12 are 12, nobody drove a Bentley. Not one of them was having a Bentley. Not one of them was having a, a Ferrari. But in heaven, their names are under the foundations. It means that the new Jerusalem is built on these people. This is what we are looking for. Not accolades in the earth realm. Look at that. Verse 15, let's go. And he, ha- he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city. He's measuring the city. And the gates thereof, and the wall thereof. Let's go. And the city lieth four square. It's a four square city. And the length is as large as the breadth. You know, length and breadth, if it's a square, they must be equal. And I'll read few months. Thank God you have no problem. He measured the city with the reed, 12,000 followers. The length of the breadth and the height and of it are equal. Let's go. And, the, and he measured the wall thereof, 100. He's giving this This guy went into deep revelation and got dimensions of the new Jerusalem that is yet to come. What a man. And this is where we are going to. Look at it. Let's go. And the building of the wall of it was of jasper 
and the city was pure gold like unto clear glass the gold is very clear this is where you are going forget about glass in choir this is the real glass this is the real glass it's full of oh clap your hands for god oh clap your hands this is where say someone say this is where i am going this is my destination if this is your destination you don't care now if you are traveling and doing transit and you enter into a city where you are not going the city is not nice you don't you don't even want to even go there you are headed to a city and we are headed to a new jerusalem better than any city in the world clap your hands for god and this is the kingdom of god that is why we give all we can to do what we are doing tell somebody you are not stupid for going to church some people make you look like you are very foolish now on Friday I told you that the wealth in the kingdom is common it's called common wealth so in the kingdom nobody is richer than anybody it's a hard statement but that's what is true you cannot be richer than anybody in the kingdom of God because the, the wealth is not for you the wealth is for the king you may have access to some amount of the kingdom wealth but even that one you are having access so that you can become a distributor so god says give this person ten thousand dollars you are willing to release because it is not yours we are using it for kingdom expansion i think this morning god is calling kingdom-minded people that is why as a christian you get born again you are still holding your iphone and that is all you have in this world you have lost your identity iphone 30 makes you feel good and when you are holding, you are moving around, you are snapping. Cameras, earthly cameras. We are on God's CCTV 24 7. The word of knowledge, when we say word of knowledge, I mean a bit of God's knowledge. Everything is being taped. So, as a prophet, when I enter in the realm of the spirit, I can go into God's CCTV and ask for something that was done in 1986. And God can show me a small clip of it and I can prophesy it. This is what, oh, come on. I'm telling you this so that when you are in the kingdom of God, whether you have or you don't have, it shouldn't make you feel bad. Because the world is for all of us. So you should be happy when your brother has built a 20-bedroom house. Glory to God. Glory to God. That is our brother right there. He has it. It means that we all have it. Very soon, God will also give you access to that part of kingdom wealth. Can I get a very big amen? amen? So don't look down on yourself because you don't have $2,000 or $10,000 in your account. I see Christians now work, they say they have money and they think that they are so blessed because of currency. Currency is not a blessing. The blessing is what God has done for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Currency is just earthly. My God shall supply all your needs according to the currency in the earth. According to his riches in glory, nobody can finish the riches in glory. I pray that you get that mindset. Can the amen be louder? Say, I'm born in Zion. I live in Zion. I am open to the things in Zion. The church of Jesus Christ is part of Zion. I'm headed to the new Jerusalem where I'll be with Jesus forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Can I hear a very big amen? Oh, are you sure you are here? Yeah. So don't be worried when you hear this person saying this, 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 this. I've always told you, there will be sex in the body of Christ. Because we are running church. 
In kingdom, we all have one mindset. In church, there will always be denominations because of belief systems, because of how people read the Bible. What you see will be different from what I see. You will believe in this one. This one also believe this one. But you shouldn't fight one another because of what you believe. What you believe, believe. What I believe, I believe. If you don't believe in speaking in tongues, I don't, I don't mind you. I'm getting the blessing of speaking in tongues. Why should that change? We are all in the kingdom. It's beyond church. It's beyond church. This is kingdom-mindedness. Can the amen be louder? And when we gather, it says, Zion, the city of our solemnities. We are assembled, not because of ourselves. We are assembled because the most important person in the kingdom is God Almighty. And that is why when we assemble, this is the assembly. It's part of the assembly. This is not the general assembly. The general assembly is everybody born again, put together. We are the general assembly. Some may believe this, some may not believe this, but when we come to God, it's not about what you believe. Especially if that belief is not going to take you to hell, let it go. We will not argue because we have gathered before the king. He's the king of glory. The Bible says he's the only wise God. To him be glory, dominion forever and ever. Can we be upstanding and thank the name of the Lord? Just bless his name. Karadabo Shandabada.